Welcome to the Podcast Advertising Playbook, a show dedicated to podcast advertising. If you're a podcaster or an advertiser and you're wondering how you can take advantage of this rapidly growing space, you're in the right place. On the program, we'll discuss strategies and techniques to optimize your experience with podcast advertising. Hello and welcome to the Podcast Advertising Playbook. I'm your host, Heather Osgood, and today I have someone on the show that I'm so thrilled to have because we have been friends in the industry for quite some time. Sarah Kotnoff is the co-founder and head of partnership at Podsites, and I am thrilled to have her on the show today. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Sarah, we have known each other since before you started at Podsites. So that's been a couple of years. I can't even believe it's been that long, but how long has Podsites actually even been around? Has it been three years? Um, so we started in the middle of 2018. And yeah, I've known you for longer than that. I don't know how we met, but I have known you for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I love that about podcasting because it's such kind of a tight little ecosphere and everybody is, is growing and developing and challenging one another. And it's just a really fun space to be in. And I'm glad that you're in it with me. So thanks for being on the show today. Thanks. I'm excited. So I'm really curious, um, what you have seen change, right? So we've been doing this for several years now and the industry has changed so much. What do you see as being some of the big changes that have happened in the industry? Um, Some of the big changes, I think consolidation, right? You're seeing like the publishers buy ad servers. That's been pretty interesting to watch. Um, In our world, attribution, I always say this, it has really shifted from being a nice to have to a need to have. You're seeing certain agencies and brands who will not buy podcast advertising if they cannot get attribution. Um, The last thing, I think there's been a shift. We're getting a lot of requests about um, programmatic. So that's been something interesting and something that we're exploring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, why do you think that the attribution element is so important? And I would agree with you a hundred percent. So we are recording this kind of in the middle of um, 2021. And I would say at the beginning of the year, it was like, yeah, yeah. If you can go ahead and throw in like, you know, attribution, that'd be great. And now all of a sudden in the last, I don't know, three or four months, it's like, no, if you don't have attribution, we're not even going to look at that show. Why do you think that is? And why is attribution such an important component in podcast advertising? Well, there's definitely been a shift in the type of advertisers that are getting into the space. It's still primarily led by your typical DR advertisers, but you're seeing more of these big brands enter the space and these traditional, traditionally digital brands. Um, and you know, their media buys are placed by digital marketers who are used to data, and they're not going to buy a medium if they can't get data that they're used to. So smart marketers want to see numbers, especially when they're coming from these more traditional brands. Mm-hmm. And when I think back to the first time I heard about pod sites, I remember like saying, this is what we need. We need this data and this could make a huge shift and could essentially change 
what is happening in the podcast space because prior to attribution tracking, we had nothing, right? We had so little information. And I really believe that PodSites in particular has done an extremely good job of paving the way and providing that data. Uh, do you see the contribution that PodSites is making to the industry as being one that really has kind of helped maybe turn the tables? I like to think so. Um, otherwise, why would I be doing what I'm doing? But you know, our goal is to bring more money into podcasting and bring more dollars to everyone in the industry. And I really hope that you know we've been making that contribution by allowing publishers to attract these bigger brands and these more traditional marketers, and really proving out that their product works, so that advertisers come back time and time again. Additionally, you know, I think we're making these brands more comfortable with podcasting and making it a more accessible medium to these traditional marketers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I know you mentioned programmatic. I'm interested in that because I know at True Native Media, we do so much uh, host read. You know, host read is still a, a super important feature, and I, I don't foresee that going away, but I do see programmatic definitely on the rise. And there, there's so many reasons why programmatic is an important piece of the overall podcast ad landscape. Does attribution work any differently with programmatic than it does with host right? Or is it the same basic concept? It's the same basic concept. We do just have to um, test the integrations with each of the providers. So that is something that we're slowly starting to do and starting to more, starting to explore more of as the requests come up. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because I do think programmatic is coming up, but I don't think your traditional baked in are ever going to go away completely. I know advertisers who will solely buy baked in and publishers who are really hesitant to go to dynamic. And I think it's great to have the options. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. One of the things that I have really liked about pod sites is that you offer so many different features. And I know at True Native Media, we've been using the attribution tool for several years now and we, we like it, but oftentimes I think, gosh, there's probably way more to pod sites than I actually know, or that I'm actually even using. I know I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, well, you know, you can do X, Y, and Z on pod sites. I was like, oh, you can, I didn't realize that. Um, for us running lift studies has been really pretty cool um, and a great tool to experiment with. When you look at all of the offerings and all of the features that, that are available on pod sites, what would you say currently is the most used feature of the platform? The most, the most used feature is definitely still our basic attribution. I think that is why people come to us. They come to us to measure the success of their campaigns. Um, we are rolling out a couple new features that I think, I hope are going to grow in popularity. Right now, we kind of come in after the fact in that optimization phase. So after you place your media and you know what you want to buy, you lay your pod sites on and then we help you measure. We're starting to build tools that are going to help with the planning phase. So really being able to help a brand throughout the whole process of podcast buying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. So why don't you um, walk us through that just a little bit? I know one of the big conversations that we have a lot is the difference between an embedded ad and a dynamically inserted ad. And 
what I hear over and over and over again is that dynamically inserted ads don't work as well as embedded ads. And a part of me thinks like, of course it doesn't work as well, right? Because if you've got an ad that's just going to hang out there forever, like it's going to end up pulling and you're paying for this 30 day window, but you're going to get more downloads than you're actually paying for. But then on the flip side, I always think, well, dynamic insertion has got to be a great tool as well because of reach and frequency. And when I think about the frequency piece of embedded ads, that's where podcasts kind of fall short. And I think oftentimes that's why podcast ads are very slow moving. Because if I hear an ad for an advertiser today, and then maybe two to three to four weeks from now, I hear another ad, two to three weeks from then, I hear another ad, right? It's going to take a really long time for me, the consumer, to get aware of your product, to have an interest, and then to make a buying decision. With dynamically inserted ads, we have this ability to create great frequency I think where one of the issues that falls down is the reach piece, because I don't want to reach somebody 12 times with the same message in a week, but I also want to make sure that I am, I'm reaching someone often enough so that they can make a buying decision. I'm curious with your, your, you know, a potential addition of this reach feature that PodSites has, um, working Can you explain that to us? Is that uh, something that could help with that reach and frequency piece? Yeah. So the reach analysis tool is out now for brands and agencies. Um, Really data-driven marketers love it. Basically, what it allows them to do is to make sure that they are hitting new audiences. Because yes, the frequency component is important. You want to hit people multiple times, but you also don't want to fatigue them. And you know what we found is this is really helpful for brands that are always on. You want to keep changing up your strategy and trying new shows and trying to find new audience to hit. And, you know, what we suggest is going cross publisher, right? You know, if you stay within the publisher, you're most likely going to hit the same people. Um, So yeah, we really are encouraging people to branch out and try multiple publishers. Mm -hmm. Do you find with um, the publishers that you work with or the advertisers, I suppose, that it's very common for an advertiser to just focus on one publisher? Yes. In the beginning, what we find is people do start with one publisher and they'll buy a few shows. And you know that's the right mindset. You do want to buy a few shows because you do. With podcasting, you need to test things before you figure out what works. That's the nature of the beast. So yeah, we do find that people typically start within one publisher, especially these new brands. But yeah, we encourage them to look at that, get a sense of what shows work, and then go to other publishers and try to find some shows that might work for you there and run across publishers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know the most recent Edison research uh, that came out said that people listen on average to eight podcasts per week. And I think that's so important. And for me, when I look at the brands that have succeeded in this space, I talk about it as being like a shallow and wide approach. It seems that a lot of advertisers that spend a lot of money in this space will buy lots and lots of podcasts, especially when they're in the test phase. So they might buy hundreds of different shows. And yeah, maybe they don't buy a ton of ads on all of those different shows. But to your point, they're reaching another audience. And I know I had um, some friends I was visiting with this weekend that mentioned that every time I listen to podcasts, like I hear the same advertisers, even though I'm listening to different shows. And when we're talking about creating 
advertising results, it doesn't matter if I heard the ad on the Joe Rogan show and then I heard it on Super Soul Sunday, right? Like if I'm being hit in both places, I'm getting that impression. And I think that's so important is to say, okay, this average listener is going to be listening to multiple episodes across multiple shows. You don't have to hit the person multiple times on the same podcast. You can hit the same person on multiple podcasts or to your point, new people on, on new podcasts. Is that kind of the idea behind it? That's exactly the idea. And we looked at this and we found that listeners who um, heard the ad across multiple podcasts converted 2.4 times more. Wow. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. That's kind of one of the things that we're encouraging brands and advertisers to do is to branch out and really, you know, expand their buys and get creative with it and try different partners at the same time. Right, right. The other thing I find so fascinating is that not all shows work. You know, one podcast might work great for one advertiser and not work well for another. And you don't always know why. I mean, right? Yeah. And I mean, that was one of the hard things introducing pod sites into the market. You had publishers who were a little nervous because it was like, well, what if my shows don't convert? And the messaging that we tried to go out with is that's okay you know, because it's better that the advertiser knows and then they can pick another show within your network and find something that works for them. And especially when we get new brands coming in and they're very new to podcasting, we try to set the expectation. Listen, you're going to need to try a few things and it's going to take some time before you figure out what works. Don't give up. Don't pull the plug on podcasting. Like just wait it out and keep trying new things. Mm -hmm. Eventually they'll find something that works. Right, right, exactly. We know podcast advertising works. It's finding the right combination that works for your unique brand, your unique messaging, making sure you're hitting the right audience, right? All those pieces are so important. Exactly. I often get frustrated too because I look at social media ads and I always think no one ever says, does Facebook ad, you know, does Facebook work? Do Facebook ads actually produce results? People just say like, oh, well, I must not be doing it right. I must need another headline. I must need a different picture. I know things are changing rapidly in the social media ad space right now with the changes to iOS, but I still think that people don't typically question whether social media is working. They think that their approach needs to change. So I always encourage advertisers to think of podcasting in the same way. We know podcast advertising works. And if it's not working for you, it means your approach probably needs to be altered more than deciding whether or not podcast works. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to steal that from you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome to. Yes. <laughs> so it sounds like you have a couple other features that are are in the works or have just been launched. Do you have any other features you'd like to share? So really our main focus is audience Intel. So that's the tool for publishers. We are partnering with Nielsen and Experian to get audience data. Um, so publishers will be able to update their marketing materials and really tell their advertisers who their audience is. And then following that, we're going to be rolling out a planning tool that's going to be for the brands and agencies so they can see, okay, my ads were performing really well on these shows. These shows have this audience. Here are some other shows I should be looking at with that audience. Mm -hmm. That seems like that would be a phenomenal tool because I know even 
you know, for myself when I've had an advertiser that's like, we really want, like somebody approached me the other day and they're like, we want to advertise on doctor shows. And I was like, oh my gosh, like without <laughs> our tool, it's so much work to go out and find those types of shows. And I love the idea that you could say, hey, we know that this works well, right? So this podcast has this profile and it's working well. How do we find other like shows without spending hours and hours essentially guessing. Exactly. Exactly. It's, you know, just another thing we're doing to make podcasting more accessible to other brands and advertisers who maybe aren't in the space yet. Yeah. So I think that PodSites has done an exceptional job of creating features and really getting the industry to participate in using PodSites. I know, of course, when you started, it was a little bit of an uphill journey, but everything is at the beginning. It seems like the adoption rate with PodSites has been really high. And it, I feel like I hear PodSites being mentioned often more than some of the other attribution companies. Why do you think that PodSites has been able to um, gain a larger presence in the industry? I think it's a few things. Number one, we are constantly evolving based on customer feedback. We take that really seriously. So the features that we're making are features people want and are asking for. The second, I think our customer service is outstanding. We have a great support team and we're really there to help brands and agencies like understand the data that they're seeing. We don't just give them the data and let them run free. Like we're really walking them through their reports, their dashboard, and making sure that they understand what they're looking at. Um, so those are the two things that I think set us apart and really make us really attractive to both publishers and brands and agencies in the industry. Mm -hmm. I think even just the things we've talked about today to me are really exciting because You've done a good job of listening to the industry, listening to what your customers are saying they need and then creating that. And as an industry that is continually evolving, we really need these features to be part of the equation. And it's great that you guys are able to be that responsive. Yeah, thanks. I mean, you know, it's funny. You always hear about this, but it's funny to do it. You know, there's been a few features that, you know, we were thinking about building and then people were like, no, no, we don't want this. We hate this. And we just killed it and went on to something else. So yeah, we really, we really take that seriously. We want to be building things that people need and want. So yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. I know one of the things that I have also loved about pod sites are the reports that you generate. I think they're super helpful. Um, and you've got a great team on board that really go through and they look at all of the campaigns that you're running across the whole platform and then come up with some standards. One of the questions I get constantly is what kind of conversion rate can I expect to, you know, get with podcast advertising? And we have leaned very heavily on the pod sites data. Um, can anyone access those reports? Yeah, the benchmark reports. If you go to our website, podsites.com, you can get the benchmark reports. We release them quarterly. So the most recent one is for Q2. Um, and then we we uh, release them quarterly and look back at the previous data. So, you know, every time we put one out, we get more and more data to include. So they're pretty nice. And we do hear that they're pretty helpful. Yeah, I think they're extremely helpful because there isn't a centralized place in the industry beside the reports that you're putting together where you can get that information. And 
certainly there are agencies out there that collect their own data. And if you were working with that agency, they could provide that for you. But if you are maybe a you know brand that's thinking about entering this space, or if you're maybe even a podcaster and you're like, hey, what kind of conversion rates are good? Or, you know, what can I expect? All of there's so much data in those reports. And yeah, obviously we don't have time to go into all the data, but there are so many things that I find extremely helpful. And if you haven't checked out the reports, I would highly recommend that you go download them. And I also think, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Sarah, but if people have questions, I'm sure they can reach out to pod sites and be like, Hey, I don't really understand maybe where this number came from or what this means. Oh yeah. Um, we have a data analyst, Haviland. She's wonderful. She's been on your show and she loves to talk about the benchmark reports. So if anyone has questions, she'd be more than happy to talk to you. That's yes. that's what she uh, is here for and loves to do. <laughs> awesome. And she's great at explaining things. So yeah, highly recommend chatting with her if you have questions, but um, yeah, well, it's been great having you on this show, Sarah. If people haven't you know, maybe experienced pod sites or if somebody is interested in using pod sites in an upcoming campaign, what should they do to get it um, integrated into their campaign? Yeah. So um, just reach out to the sales team, sales at podsites.com, and we will get you set up with an account and get you started. It's pretty easy to set up. So yeah, I would second that. It's it's very easy and super insightful. So yeah, I, I just am really thankful for all the work you guys are doing in this space. I'm sure you're just going to continue to do great things and really excited to see what the next few years brings us. So, oh my God. Thanks, Heather. You're so nice. The compliment's <laughs> coming. No, it's, it's just so fun, I think, to be able to innovate in a space and to see what the needs are and then to respond to those. And what's so exciting about, you know, what is happening is that we're just, and I, I always, you know, hesitate to say this because we're not at the very beginning, but we're still, there's a lot of, of runway ahead of us and a lot of opportunities. And I'm sure that pod sites is going to play a big role in, in that growth and development in the industry. I hope so. Awesome. Well, if people want to connect with you, where's a good place for them to find you? Shoot me an email, Sarah at podsites.com. The other thing I always like to mention is it's sites. It's, yes. Not, not S I T E, but S I G H T. Yes. So yeah, I feel like a lot of times I'll talk to people. They'll be like, I can't find it. I'm like, you're spelling sites wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show, Sarah. Take care. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for having me. If you want to learn more about how to be a market leader in podcast advertising, reach out to us at truenativemedia.com.